2: Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer. The best in the business is once again back in business. Although tonight we are actually not the best in the business. Our guest is very special guest. We're going to get to him in just a second. So again, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Thank you for, again for coming and hanging out with us. Um, we have Nate Christian joining us. Nate, I always go to you if you have your <laughs> your mic muted. That's just how I do it. How are you doing today, Nate?
1: <laughs> I'm doing good. I just, you know, when the show starts, I'm the one who was to put the show in all the retweet groups. So Uh, Oh, that's "That's what I'm doing. And you're like trying to tell me like, Hey, Nate, how's it going? I'm like, I'm working, man. I'm working.
2: I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But (laughs) I'm going to take it that you're doing well. Pork Man. how are you tonight?
3: I'm doing good. It sounds like you're a terrible boss. Like you tell him to do something and then you just go right to him.
2: (laughs) You would not want to work for me at the shop. I can tell you that right now. You could ask Sam, but in all fairness, Sam is a he's he's Sam. Uh, But joining us from
0: DLF, we have Ryan McDowell. Ryan, how are you this evening? doing well guys glad to glad to be on here and you guys are the best in the business don't don't pass that uh don't pass that crown at all
2: we we got a little ways to go yet uh we're trying we're hopefully gaining some traction um in season from everyone i talk to downloads have been a bit down uh, yeah. but i guess oh, yeah. that's you know this is the time of the year where the casual people kind of just um lose interest i guess maybe stop looking for advice but um that's okay hey we're a dynasty podcast so our, our bread and butter starts in January, to be honest with you. So oh, yes. uh, that's all right. And look at that. Tim Hightower, Dave from Toronto, <laughs> checking <laughs> in already.
3: My that's
2: right. And don't forget, <laughs> cut Nate Gary. Um, so, Ryan, before we get started with everything, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and everything that you do? You got a lot of awesome stuff going on.
0: Yeah, I I try to stay busy for sure. Um, Yeah, As you mentioned, I I, uh, do work and am part owner over at DynastyLeagueFootball.com. Been with them for, um, man, for seven or eight years now. Um, And also do some Dynasty work for Roto World. Have a few podcasts, uh, DLF Dynasty podcast. I am a co-host of along with uh, Locked On Dynasty with Matt Williamson, formerly uh, Dynasty Blueprint. And then also Commission Impossible with uh, with Scott Fish. Um, yeah, that's, I think that's that's pretty much it. I run a bunch of leagues. I am a fifth grade teacher in, in all of my spare time. Uh, yeah, that's it. It
2: doesn't sound like you have very much spare time. I'm <laughs> no. gonna,
0: we're going to have to have a, conver- a
2: brief conversation after this about how you balance all that. Because sometimes I struggle just doing this one podcast. I actually had an Eagles podcast I was doing and I stepped away just to kind of focus on this Um, but if you listen to that don't stop listening uh john's doing a great job over there from what i can tell hey let's talk some notes and news around the leagues so apparently seattle and other teams were expected to pursue antonio brown and pursued him they did as he is now a tampa bay buccaneer we could talk about that in a little bit Panthers plays kicker Joey Sly and offensive lineman Trent Scott on the COVID list, and apparently I rostered Joey Sly in a lot more places than I thought I did. <laughs> I have a tendency, and I don't know how you guys feel. I just want to talk about this real quick. When I draft a kicker, I try to find a kicker with the latest uh, bye week, so I don't have to worry about it until week 12-13. Just put the kicker in unless he gets hurt, and then stream. And then I pick a kicker that had already had his bye week. And then I only have to make one kicker transaction. That's just how I do it. Um, so Odell Beckham Jr. And COVID apparently have mutual respect for each other. I don't know if you guys <laughs> saw that one. Unlike LSU, who has banned Odell Beckham Jr. for two years for improper booster payments to football players, um, I just thought the mutual respect for COVID was great. Um, Austin Eckler to return later, not sooner, and wide receiver Keenan Allen not quite 100% yet. Michael Thomas was still limited in practice. He's now dealing with the hamstring issue. Did not practice Thursday or Friday. He's a long shot to play this week, which actually means he's been ruled out for Sunday, as well as Emmanuel Sanders was placed on the COVID list out for sunday as well um no offense melvin gordon practicing again i don't know if we can trust melvin gordon yet Um, got to make sure that there's no sort of team uh, suspension or stuff like that <laughs> Porkman. um so the vikings traded defensive end yannick porkman and say and jacquay i can no, never like say that yannick and gacquay yeah. sounds like you well,
3: did it better this uh, last time you said in Jacqui.
2: Well, hey i'll take what i can get and they got him uh they <laughs> traded him to the ravens for a 2021 20, third and a 2022 20, fifth uh yes. the ravens also plan to sign wide receiver des bryant to the practice squad nate did that happen yet um
1: i actually don't know i don't, okay. think, so. I don't they, think so they they okay. he has to get there he has to you know pass his physical and they have to like quarantine for a couple of days or something like that okay all right because i didn't
2: I wasn't sure. I didn't hurt anything else. Um, the Eagles have placed Zach Ertz on IR. He's expected to miss four to six weeks. They elevated Matt Pryor from the COVID list. They might as well just cut him. Um, Dallas Goddard is expected back week 10. That is after the Eagles bye week. Tyrod Taylor is cleared to return and he should be suing the Chargers' team. Doctor Jameson Crowder is absent from Jack's practice on Thursday. I didn't get an update on today, but that's big. He's been putting up some monster PPR points. Um, Unlike the Raiders this week, as their entire offensive line is on the COVID list, as is safety Jonathan Abram, the NFL has flexed Tampa Bay and Los Angeles, I'm sorry, Las Vegas to 405 Sunday. Arizona and Seattle has been flexed this Sunday night, although I really wish they would have flexed the Pittsburgh-Tennessee game uh, Mm. to Sunday night, because that's going to be an awesome game. Joe Mixon has been rolled out with a foot injury, so go pick up Giovanni Bernard. Sam Darnold back at quarterback for the Jets, barring any setbacks or mono, pork man. Deshaun Jackson has a high ankle sprain, not an MCL sprain. Dr. Sean Forney. Oh, I didn't see that in there. I'm just reading it. Um, he will be placed on IR and is out indefinitely. Brown's <laughs> tight end Austin Hooper undergoes an emergency appendectomy. He's out Sunday and possibly next week. Packers running back Aaron Jones has a mild calf sprain. He's questionable for Sunday. The Bills have ruled out John Brown and Dawson Knox. Poor man. And the bye yeah. weeks for this week, Minnesota, Indianapolis, Baltimore, and Miami. So make sure you set your lineups there. That's a lot of news. Um, any quick reactions to Thursday night's bloodbath Eagles-Giants? The only two I want to point out is Travis Fulgham is still startable. Five catches for 73 yards. Once again, I believe he led the team in targets. We might have something there with Fulgham-Porkman. Um, and Richard Rodgers stepping in. No Zach Ertz, no Dallas Goddard. Six catches for 85 yards. Now, no touchdowns, but still, you're going to take 14 and a half points from a waiver wire guy any day of the week. So, um yeah. Any other reactions to the game last night?
1: Honestly, other than the first drive by the Eagles and the last drive by the Eagles, everything in between was pretty hard to watch. Especially that mm-hmm.
3: Daniel Jones run.
1: Oh, that <laughs> hurt my soul.
3: That was the best thing to watch it at
1: night. <laughs> I've seen really it so cool. many times
3: today. Uh, they they didn't made memes about it. They put Titanic music on it. They put... <laughs> When he fell, they had Mario the Mario uh, thing. When he dies, that that came on there. So, oh my god, that's it was great. a whole bunch of crap. Sort of did
0: hilarious. you did you see the one that had the Giants uh win or their oh, the, my... odds of winning or whatever it's called?
2: I actually shared that today too. That <laughs> yeah. was I don't know who made that, but he's
0: just climbing up the hill. It looks like they're going to win. He falls. The Giants <laughs> fall. It all goes. <laughs> oh, it all goes to crap.
2: That was great. But hey, speaking about that game, we got a pair of bets up, Porkman. So, uh, real quick, and then we'll move on through. So, John Hightower, the over-under yet again. We we picked John Hightower. Nate, look at you. Um, so, the over-under was five points, and he got 6.9 points on one catch again. But oh. at least at least they didn't have to throw to him all game. Um, and by the way, until Deshaun Jackson got hurt, he was looking good, too. Um, he was back. So, uh, let's see. The over was Nate, and the under was myself and Porkman. So I don't have any liquor with me. I'm just going to take a nice little drink of this beer. Porkman, drink up.
1: Do you want to say Hakeem Butler got one target in the end zone, and he beers. was interfered with?
2: <laughs> yeah. So I'm actually <laughs> glad that they signed Hakeem Butler, to be honest with you, because I liked him. Um, the next bet pay up, you made a bet <laughs> with Nate Markham from fantasy and frames. So we're not doing any starts and sits tonight. Go check out fantasy and frames. Those guys are going to cover you for starts and sits this week. They do a pregame show at 11 AM subscribe to their channel on YouTube. Um, hit them up on Periscope or wherever else they do it. I think they have a Twitch or Facebook. I'm not hundred percent sure. Um, they'll help you with your start of sits this week. We're talking dynasty with Ryan this week, but the over under bet seven tackles for Nate Gary, mm-hmm. Nate took the over and Porkman took the under and he had eight tackles. So once again, Porkman, he is,
3: yeah, just drink.
2: I don't want to talk it about him so anymore. bad,
3: too. I'm like, first of all, when he got that sack, you see that freaking stupid snake signature thing he did? He's terrible. And he wears a smoke
2: that. visor. He's terrible. So
3: <laughs> Only Ray Garvin could wear that. <laughs> That's right.
2: And Jalen Mills shouldn't be wearing a smoke visor either. He's Mm. you gotta earn no that. Way. Yeah, exactly so alright um, I'm gonna do the Manscaped read through a little bit later I wanna get to some Dynasty stuff but before we do that Nate would you like to talk about your Devi Player of the Week before we move on
1: yeah sure so my Devi Player of the Week is actually John Mechie who I was supposed to talk about last week until I went on a rant about my <laughs> uh, mock draft
2: that was great though I loved it
1: Um, but you know what it's good that I said it Last week, because he went off, and uh, so, let's see, the day is the, what, 23rd, they're playing tomorrow, last week he played Georgia, he had three catches for 50 yards the week before that Ole Miss, four for 75, and then, beginning of the month, they played Texas A&M, just remember, this guy's a sophomore, didn't really do much last year but he's the third wide receiver for Alabama behind Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith against Texas AMM. He had five catches for 181 yards and two touchdowns. Oh. This guy is the bona fide next star wide receiver to come out of Alabama. They just keep popping him out. It's like without even trying. Dang. I mean, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy. Now we got Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle who could both be first, over, uh, first round picks this year. And John Mechie's right behind them just putting up numbers again. Um, it means ridiculous what they do. So, this guy, uh, he was a three star recruit coming out of high school, went playing some as a freshman, which is pretty impressive because you know it was Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle, Henry Ruggs, and Jerry Judy. I mean, any other wide receiver getting even on the field is really hard. Um, mm. we got him there and you know made enough plays. I think he had like you know, I think like six catches the whole season. But with the people, even he had a role to cut out. He had some competition. He beat it and taken over the number three spot for Alabama. He's looked good so far. Looked explosive, making big plays. Um, 78 yard touchdown, 63 yard touchdown. Um, He's big play waiting to happen. And that's just what they do. That's just what Alabama does. They have big play wide receivers, guys who can run routes. He's going to get great coaching. He's still a sophomore. He's got much more improvement now. 2023 draft class. This guy might be a first-round wide receiver, so it's a good guy to keep an eye on. All
2: right, so keep your eyes out for John Metchie from Alabama. I mean, you're always paying attention to those Bama guys anyway, yep, for right. the most part. Um, and our intern, Sean, checking in, saying, here we go. Ryan, do you have any interns over at DLF? Uh, no, I need some,
0: though. I'm, I'm a little jealous. Highly <laughs> recommended.
2: <laughs> Highly recommended. You should definitely... um the
3: best intern in the... in the the community
2: sean is great uh so big ups to sean also we want to do an ask the intern segment so any questions you have for sean get them on over to the show dms um we just want to do something show a little appreciation for sean he helps us out so much might not be anything that you guys necessarily see but he really helps us behind the scenes keeping this whole thing moving so uh you know we're all working and doing stuff and trying to give you guys the best content that we can sean thank you very much for helping us out with that so pork man we're gonna get to your greasy take of the week a little bit later i want to talk some dynasty with ryan mcdowell that's that's why we're here man this is um this right here this gentleman is one of the first people i ever started listening to when it came to dynasty so um kind of coming full circle here um let's see jake is saying ryan i'll intern for you literally no part of your show will improve deal
0: (laughs) question hey how can i turn that down
2: (laughs) um i can tell you this if jake interns for you your show will improve because he's fantastic great follow as well and he has a fantastic Mm -hmm. podcast at drinking fantasy drinking and talking fantasy with dustin lund check those guys out highly recommended so one of the things that you do that you talk about is the productive struggle Um, which I've been doing a lot of productive struggle this year, not necessarily by choice, um, but (laughs) I'm sure sure we've all been having that, you know, Hey guys going on COVID. Um, I have one league where I, in my startup draft, my two running backs were Saquon Barkley and Miles Sanders. So going into the season on paper is fantastic. And then reality happened. So my first question for you is, how and at what point of the season do you honestly assess your team? Are you starting week one? Are you waiting until you're five or six weeks in to see where your win loss is? You're looking at your competition. How do you go about doing that?
0: I mean, well, you said it earlier, right? We're, we're playing dynasty. We're talking dynasty. So I feel like I'm assessing my teams year round basically. Um, and certainly once we're, once the season starts, uh, I'm doing that every week. I, I, Um, I, I, I've kind of fallen off a little bit, so I I can't say I do it every week, but I try every week to basically like journal my teams. Um, so after the, you know, Tuesday morning or or sometime Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, just jot some notes about the outcome of, of my matchup. Um, did I have any players that got hurt? Did I have any players that, um, you know, that broke out that were big surprises, and then um, kind of big picture. Where am I at in the standings? Where do I rank that week, both win loss and total points? Um, and and just kind of a kind of a state of the team week by week. So every week, I'm in. I don't even know. I was telling Nate before. I don't even know what the number is, but it's it's 20 or 25 dynasty leagues. So um, if I don't do something like that. I, I'm really not going to have a, a good grasp of even even how my season's going. So, trying to do that um, on a weekly basis as as consistently as much as I can gives me that feeling for do I do I need to make a move? Do I need one more player? Um, are things going the wrong way? And maybe I need to start selling players. So, really that that team analysis and and honestly league analysis is happening almost constantly okay all right,
2: that's good uh this is just a quick question i don't know if you have a legit answer to this how many amount or how many times do you think waivers should run a week should it be once should it be multiple times how do you how do you feel about that personally
0: i'm in i'm in um a couple of leagues where they run multiple times in a week but in all of my leagues that I commish, we just have one waiver run i guess that's that's kind of more old school uh and then they're First come, first serve. After that, okay. So, I mean, that's always been a hot topic, especially the first come, first serve part. When you leave things open, uh, everyone has has different schedules, and um, you know, might not might not be able to jump on the computer at at a moment's notice every time there's breaking news. So, I understand that, but honestly, it's it's one of those things. It's just the way we've always done it. Um, so, I prefer one, but I don't. I don't really have a strong feeling either way. I don't think. Okay.
2: All right. I, I just, I like multiple waiver runs a week. Just, uh, I got really screwed last week in one league. Just, um, my kicker got out last minute or whatever. And then I had two defensive linemen go down and it's like, I had three empty spots on my roster and I, there was nothing I could do about it. So, Took a nice big old goose egg. Thank you, Derek, for checking in with that. Um, appreciate <laughs> that, Gary. Twenty twenty. So let's um let's look at a roster here real quick. If that is cool, let me bring it up. And uh, the first one that we are going to talk about is from our good friend Josh Nelson over there um, at True North Fantasy Football, um, and his roster is as such just see what he says here real quick um he just wants to know what we think about his roster if we you look at that so um right away i mean this does not look bad quarterback russell wilson i'm, I'm not going to say every position we got ezekiel elliott todd Gurley, marvin jones larry fitzgerald uh jimmy graham emmanuel sanders in his flex and Derek carr in his super flex spot and then we got on his bench Mitchell Trubisky. You could probably drop him, Tyra Taylor, Andy Dalton, Naheem Hines, Eno Benjamin, Mark Ingram, Devontae Parker, Marquise Brown, Ryan Griffin, tight end from the Jets. And I think I got one more right here. My apologies. We got Mo Alley Cox. Um, we got Irv Smith, sorry I couldn't read that. The Chargers' defense. If this is dynasty, there should not be no team defense in dynasty. I'm sorry. That is just one thing that I'm a firm believer in. His IR is Tevin Coleman, Marlon Mack, and Saquon Barkley. Mm. So he's got he's got a good team here. I mean, right now, to me, it's looking like. <sighs> Running back's just a little thin with Todd Gurley. You never know what he's going to do. And Zeke hasn't looked himself.
1: Uh-uh. He's feeling really he's good probably Bar- going into the year, though, I- with Zeke and Barkley.
3: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a little thin on receiver, in my opinion.
2: Yeah, with Marvin Jones and Larry Fitzgerald and Emmanuel Sanders, mm-hmm. looks like he yeah. punted that position a little bit. And I don't know when this if this was a startup this year or not. But, uh, Ryan, do you have any thoughts on this?
0: Yeah. I mean, this, it sounds like uh, this is another team, like so many that got hit by that injury bug and and Barkley specifically losing him is, is just a killer to so many teams. I've, I've got one that went from, I think I'm probably going to make the playoffs to I might get the one Oh one, you know, just, we <laughs> just that, that's how much of a difference that loss of Barkley uh, can, can make for a dynasty team. Mm-hmm. I mean, with those wide receivers, like you said, and, um, i mean even parker and, and hollywood brown have have been uh, a little disappointing this season certainly not consistent
4: uh-huh.
0: i don't know what josh's record is but this kind of feels like a team I'm, i might shop uh, Zeke Elliott and see what i could get if you yeah. can get get multiple first if you can get um, a first and and a wide receiver a young wide receiver i would i would hit the trade uh, market and, and see what i can do with that.
2: Okay. Yeah. So, you know, and if if you're still contending, if you could get um, a very startable running back and an upgrade at wide receiver for Zeke, that's probably that might be a way that I go as well. So let's do uh, one more before we get to another question. All right. So I have to accept this. I didn't want to accept these and then forget them. So uh, this is from Jesse Moeller. I'm, ho- I'm hoping I'm saying everybody's last name right. If I'm not, I apologize, but you know, how it is. And he's at eight at Jay Moeller 05. He says, Here is my productive struggle. Sold Chubb, Amari Cooper, Terry McLaurin, Mike Gasecki, David Johnson, and others for young players and picks. So here we go. <laughs> Joe Burrow, which I'm fine with. I love me some Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. These two guys are his starting running backs Jermichael Hasty and Cam Akers. CD Ooh. Lamb, James Washington, TJ Hawkinson. LaVisca Chenault, Tim Patrick. Who I think Tim Patrick might be
0: relevant again. By the way, mm-hmm.
2: and then we got some IDP guys. Ryan, do you do any IDP at all? I, do, I don't.
0: No, I uh, I tried a couple of years, and uh, it it was not my thing. Okay. <laughs> so, um, just just too much too much for me to to get a grasp on
2: well uh, he does have tj watt roquan smith and uh, i think this is taylor Rapp from the rams and then on ir he's got dak prescott Uh, he also has tua Tariq cohen mike boone from minnesota travis homer miles sanders is on his bench as well uh let's see here that looks like it is a duplicate text right there so we're gonna go to the next one jk dobbins uh cedric wilson i think is the guy's name from dallas uh, Paris Campbell, Preston Williams, Greg Ward. Yeah, that's right. Greg Ward. Um, Jerry Judy, Tyler Johnson, Logan Thomas, Gerald Everett. He's got, I mean, he has some really, really talented wide receivers here. Uh Blake Jarwin, Dawson Knox, Adam Troutman, and he has OJ Howard also on his injured reserve. He's and I mean, we also
3: really Um,
2: and he has one, two, three, four, four first round picks next year. so um what i'm going to tell you jesse is stick with it you're going to be fine (laughs) (laughs) that's my advice for you
0: ryan uh the guys you mentioned at the beginning was that chubb amari gaseki did does he have those on that roster as well he sold those guys he sold sold okay
2: chubb amari mclaurin gaseki david johnson and i'm completely fine with selling david johnson if especially with the youth on this roster
0: yeah i uh i love this team um and he's absolutely right. That is a productive struggle team. I mean, that's what, that's what I would say. It was, it's funny. I was actually talking about talking to my fifth graders uh, this week about productive struggle, because one thing I see in, in the dynasty community is someone will say this, this is my productive struggle team. And in reality, you're you're lacking the productive part. That's just a bad team. And if you're not, <laughs> You know if you're not active on the waiver wire if you're not making trades if you're not collecting draft picks uh, if you're not the most active person in your league then you, you're just struggling you you're not uh you're not on your way to anything um so this though jesse's team he's got some pieces uh e- even as soon as next year i would say uh, certainly if it's super flex with yeah. I, I don't know if he he mentioned that but Dak Tua and Burrow, uh, these young wide receivers, and he he's doing it the right way. When you've got a productive struggle team, don't load up on young running backs. Uh, if you're two or three years away from contending, so, so much could happen with those those players. If you invest a first round pick in in a running back, or ser- obviously if you trade for one, uh, I mean they could be easily be out of a job in two or three years, depending on uh, just the skill set and and the talent of that back yeah. and, and obviously competition and things like that. So uh, I think you said he had acres. He's got miles Sanders and Dobbins. Um, yep. I, I feel like he's going to be a contender as early as next year.
2: Yeah. And if mm-hmm. if he comes out hot, he could sell one of these wide receivers for an upgrade um, at running back. And he could be a real contender real quick. So Jesse um, take it on the chin this year, man. I, I trust me. I feel your pain, but you're you're looking good in the future, my man. So I think
1: this is a team that two years from now will be dominant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. You should draft Najee Harris. Yeah. Draft Najee Harris, <laughs> and those running backs will be hitting their prime. Miles Sanders will still be, you know, on his rookie deal. All these running backs will be hitting their prime two years from now. These wide receivers hitting their prime two years from now. Like I think two years from now, this team's looking really good. Yeah.
3: Yeah, especially okay. with Dobbins, because you know Dobbins yeah. had a whole backfield next year.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: He's gonna have the whole squad. Or... Yeah,
2: Mark, Mark Ingram killing me this year. This is fun. Let's do one more. Um, all right, this is from it just says Infante, and you could find him at CL underscore two fifty-seven. Um, let's see. He does not give any parameters to his league or her league. I don't know. Um okay, this was sent. I was going to say Carson Wentz scored really low in this league for some reason, but it was only um, a little bit into the first quarter. So um, we have Carson Wentz, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, DeAndre Swift, DJ Moore, Mecole Hardman, Nikhil Harry, TJ Hawkinson, James Washington, the ageless wonder Frank Gore. Then we have, in a super flex spot, Patrick Mahomes on the bench. We have Jameis Winston, Chad Henney. Yeah, he's there. Um, Ito yeah. Smith, AJ Dillon, it's Pork Man's boy, Zach yeah. Moise, Zach Moise, uh, Zach Moss, Moyest. Demarcus <laughs> Robinson, uh, D Arnold. I don't know what his name is, he's a tight end wide receiver. Yeah, Dan, Dan Arnold. Arnold. Okay, that was that was an exciting name. Um, then we also <laughs> have Andy Isabella, uh, Jay Guyton from the Chargers and Brian Edwards, David Njoku, Noah Fant and um on injured reserve just Jalen Hurd of note that's it. So um got a decent team. Also it looks like you do have an outstanding trade offer from what I could tell from your sleeper screenshots. So <laughs> I want to take care of that, but um yeah, I'm I'm liking the team. It doesn't look too banged up. I'm curious to see what his um what his win loss record is here to be honest with you. Yeah,
0: I would, I would guess it's not great. Unfortunately, uh, unfortunately feels, cool. feels very thin at wide receiver. That's uh, what j- I'm thinking. Just with, with really DJ Moore as, as the main asset. And, and even he has uh, maybe underperformed expectations this year. Uh, of course, Swift got off to a slow start. Um, I mean, Mahomes and Mahomes and Wentz are solid, obviously above, way above average in a in a super flex league. Uh, but this kind of feels like the opposite of the last team, where they invested in those running backs, and and that's I mean, that's not a bad thing. You get you get top picks, and that's kind of been the way it's gone. That that that's where you take running backs, uh, but you just got to build the depth at wide receiver as well. So that's that's the missing piece. I think he's got the trade targets to go out and get some wide receivers. This is not a, you know, this is not a tear down or start all over or anything like that. Um, just, just needs those, uh, needs those wide receivers. I would say, um, target the cheap guys right now. You know, I mean, Jamison Crowder still pretty cheap, a uh, wide receiver too every single week. Um, guys like that are, are players I would, um, I would look for in trades just to try to, kind of get you through the season and then add some young pieces
2: i i would also be inclined to tell him um with what he has i'm looking at his draft picks not a ton of 2021 first a couple seconds and a third that's all i can see i would actually try to get um sam darnold as a qb3 just because he all he has behind mahomes and wentz is this is super flex is Jameis winston chad Henney. Yeah. So you want to always have that third quarterback. And I I think a lot of people have soured on Darnold, so you could probably acquire him pretty cheap. I know so, his value is obviously going to be more in a Superflex, but...
1: Yeah. So I was on a podcast with Brandon from uh, Deep Dive. Um, and we Shout were actually talking about what is Sam Darnold's value right now in a Superflex league? Okay. What would you give up? What would you want if you were trading away Sam Darnold? It's kind of hard to gauge right now because in Superflex leagues, quarterbacks usually go for a a pretty penny. But,
3: I mean,
1: if you really start to think about it, is there any way that Darnold is on the Jets next year? I don't think so. Uh, They're going to get the number one overall pick. And I, I know Trevor Lawrence is incredible. And, yes, you want Trevor Lawrence over Darnold, not only because how good Trevor Lawrence is, but you get Trevor Lawrence going into 5 years of rookie contract while Donald is already halfway through his rookie contract so it's not only just because you know Trevor Lawrence is good but you just get that extra rookie contract i mean there's no way that Sam Donald is on that team next year if they get the first overall pick it's just wouldn't make sense yeah uh, so i mean he, he he might
0: not be on the team next month right <laughs> okay. um, i mean hopefully for him he does get traded you heard his name thrown around a little bit. Uh, I like Darnold as a, as a trade target as well. Uh, I mean, even over the past year and a half, we've seen what Ryan Tannehill has done. Yeah. Um, So it's, uh, it's not always the end of the line after a year or two, um, of struggling as a, as a young quarterback. And just for reference, I I had uh, someone, a a league mate asking about Nikhil Harry in in a super flex league. Uh, I offered Nikhil Harry for Sam Darnold, and that was turned down, understandably. Yeah. Yes. <laughs>
2: um, yeah. So he's got a couple moves to make. Um, our intern, Sean, is texting me with some questions here. Sean, I didn't know you were allowed to do that during the. Um, <laughs> here you go. Um, is it ever okay for players calling for or wanting to redraft a dynasty? That that to me has to be an entire league.
1: There's no parody. I mean, if there's one team that's won six years in a row and everyone else gets swept, then maybe. Yeah. Otherwise. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't don't know if I would ever see a situation where I would redraft the entire league. Um, um, if that's if that's what I want to do, I'm probably just starting a new league or joining yeah. a new league. Uh, I do in my leagues. I do offer uh, what I call the second chance rule, which basically lets um, lets the managers at the end of the season throw back all of their assets, all of their players and picks, kind of throw them back into the pot and and have a redraft, but just just from those teams. Uh, and then I also include the um any any orphans in that as well so if, if two people leave the league uh one other person wants to throw their team back now we've got a a three-man or a three-person dispersal with all drafting from all of those players and picks that were on those rosters okay. that's cool i
2: like that yeah i like that idea a lot that's, that's great because if you have like you said a guy leave a league and you have two teams that are just trashed they are like we need to you know we weren't good at dynasty then we we feel like we're getting the hang of it let's try again and
0: I like that a lot. Um, And then I would just say, sorry, Mike, I would just say if um, this is what Scott Fish and I always say on, on our show, if the entire league is good with it, go for it. Right. Um, I mean, we, we can all offer our advice or our input, but in the end, if your league is happy with it, then that's really all that matters. So if your entire league wants to redraft, then sure. But if there's uh, a couple teams who have, built or a couple people who've built awesome teams and everybody else is complaining, you know, tough luck, do better.
2: Yeah, exactly. Do better. Um, here's another Sean question. Say earlier in your dynasty career, you've made bad moves and traded away all your valuable picks for the next couple of years. And Sean, man, I don't know what this says. It looks like don't a post really have the high capital players to pull back in first or even second rounders. How do you approach that situation? Um, so basically you've traded away all your draft capital in the future and your
0: team is trash. (laughs) Well, hopefully you have that second chance rule where you can, (laughs) you can start all over. Um, but no, I mean, typically I would say it's going to just be a slow build. You've got to, um, you've got to make trades to, to grab some picks and, and it's not easy in any dynasty league to get first rounders. So trade for second and third rounders then try to package those, get up into the late first or the early second. Uh, but it's it's not going to be easy to restock those uh, that, that draft pick pile because nobody wants to trade them in general. People want as many as they can.
2: Um, one thing I tell people in situations like this are, uh, have you ever played darts, blindfold? Take some blind dart throws, pick up fourth and fifth round draft picks. Um, yeah. Guys in my home league, um, just a couple notable guys, um, Joshua Kelly, was a fourth round pick. Uh, Darius Slayton last year. Terry McLaurin was a fifth round pick in our league last year. It is IDP, full IDP. So, you know, it's obviously linebackers and whatnot sprinkled in there, defensive ends, all that good stuff. So, oh, um, and then during the draft, like Ryan said, you know, hey, you're at the end of the third. I have this fourth and fifth. Can I move up here? And then, you know, you can find a good player there. So, um, it doesn't always have to be first. Uh, do your scouting, uh, listen to DLF, listen to the Dynasty Rewind. And we'll get you through it. Um, One last Sean question. Sean, you're killing me here. Sorry, Sean. Sean. I'm just picking on you. It's fine. Uh, (laughs) What is the correct order of importance as far as position goes for a rebuild? Quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, then running back last. Is that the correct way or is there a better way or multiple ways to rebuild? I don't know if there's really a right or wrong way necessarily, but Ryan, we'll let you take that one.
0: Yeah, I would. I would just say running back last. Um, as far as the other positions, I mean, to me, wide receiver is always first. That's the um, that's that's the position with. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that. I was going to say that's the position with the, the typically the longest career. But uh, we probably would look at quarterback for for that if we're talking um, talking elite passers that are going to be, uh, you know, long-term starters, obviously. But uh, I mean, if you're talking about a onesie league or one quarterback league, quarterback and tight end typically are going to be fairly easy to find. Um, So I I always focus on, uh, on wide receiver. And then if, if it's super flex, it becomes quarterback As, as many quarterbacks as you can. And it's exactly what you said, Mike, grab guys off the waiver wire, own the backup to every top starter in the league. Uh, and then and then have some some trade chips when when the time comes.
2: That's right. And don't
0: forget, I know you may
2: not need a guy now, but if he's on your roster, he cannot be used against you, and he could also be trade bait later too. So just keep that in mind. Um, hey, Mitch has a question here real quick. This is a good one. So in the the redraft that we're talking about, what do you do with future draft picks? I assume that you throw that into the pool as well with all the players, right? Because uh, every dispersal draft I've been in all the players and all the picks were in that pool. And then you just picked from there.
0: Yeah. yeah I typically include those as well. Um yeah. it, it does. I guess I would say if they, if every team still owns all of their original picks, I just kind of let it ride, ride with those teams. How um, often
2: does that happen? Right? Yeah.
0: that Right. Exactly. Right. Somebody's, <laughs> somebody's traded a second rounder or, or even their first rounder. So if, if you've had teams that have, or the previous uh, owners have, have traded those picks around, then i just include those as well.
1: Okay. Right. Um, so let's move on to another question for you. Okay, so I do I want to say, you know, we're talking about, you know, what you go first quarterbacks and super flex running backs in one quarterback, usually. If you have, say, the top three picks, this upcoming rookie draft class, or you, say you have the top three picks in the last draft class, and you know that this year you're not going to win, So, you had the first three picks in the 2020 draft class. You know that 2020 is not going to be your... You're looking for 2021 already. You're being really honest with your team. Jonathan Taylor and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire might not be great picks. Because if you're not contending this year, if you picked up Tua, Joe Burrow, and Justin Herbert, I mean, even if you don't need three quarterbacks, you can trade them for a lot right now.
0: Yeah, especially
3: now.
1: Quarterbacks only gain value. Rookie quarterbacks only gain value for the first two years unless they're um what's his name for the Cardinals? Josh Rosen. Josh it's Rosen, Josh yeah. Rosen. Everybody <laughs> else gains value. Um, even Mitchell Trubisky did. So, you know, Good. you draft those quarterbacks, they do well. You sell them if you don't need them. But quarterbacks are worth so much in super flex leagues. All right. Um,
2: so here's another one for you, Ryan. So how do you properly draft? Like I know you talk about sometimes you go into a draft. I'm doing productive struggle day one, which I love that strategy. I'm starting another startup next year. I think I'm going to productive struggle from day one. So this question's helping me out as well as our listeners. How do you properly draft and then manage in season the productive struggle? Because you don't want it to look like you're in straight up tank mode because um, that does get under a lot of people's skin.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, essentially you, you are tanking, but I think there's a, there's a right way to do it, right you can do it sure. on the up and up. you're still starting your best players.
2: You have uh, nobody on IR and starting lineups or on bye weeks right
0: course. right you're still you're still giving your best effort on a weekly basis. but by design, your starting lineup is, is going to be uh, weaker than everyone else's you know if if you've done it the right way. Uh, going back to the draft, I mean I'm focusing on again wide receivers. Um, in a one quarterback league, I'm focusing on quarterbacks and wide receivers in, uh, in a super flex league. And then youth is King. I want all, um, ascending assets. I want players that are going to be gaining value, or at least are in the position to gain value. That means if, uh, that means I'm not drafting Julio Jones. I'm not drafting, uh, any of those players that are nearing that age cutoff and, that's not an age cutoff for production. It's an age cutoff for value. So, you know, honestly, no matter what kind of season Julio Jones had this year or has the rest of the way, he's not going to gain dynasty value. It's it's just kind of the way it is. So uh, those those are players I'm going to be avoiding.
2: Okay. Um, let's see. Let's look at some more rosters here to get my – Get the show Twitter back open. Got a couple more here. We'll blow through. Um, All right. This is from Jordan Bulger. Bulger. Hopefully I'm saying it right. Sorry, Jordan. Um, I'll send a productive struggle roster me and my two college friends co-own. We also made two trades yesterday. I will include. So pardon me. Sorry. All right. So starting it out from the top. Russell Wilson, Cam Akers, Clyde Edwards, Alaire, Terry McLaurin, Will Fuller, Odell Beckham, Eric Ebron, Brandon Ayuk. Then we have DJ Chark, Michael Gallup, Meekle Hardman on the bench. Mitchell Trubisky. I'm seeing a lot of Trubisky on these teams. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Tyrod Taylor. Seeing a lot of him too. <laughs> we got uh, RG three, Jalen Rashad or Rashad, I'm not sure how he says it. Um, Darius Geis, mm. Damian Williams. Uh, Porkman. I don't know how you, you know who this dude is. The wide receiver from Atlanta. Um, oh, Zacchaeus?
3: Yeah, Olamide Zacchaeus.
2: There it is. Antonio Gandy-Golden, K.J. Hamler, Josh Gordon, Isaiah Ford, Gerald Everett, and Irv Smith, Dalton Schultz, Cameron Brait, Richard Rodgers, uh, and on IR is Jordan Reed and Marlon Mack. His taxi squad, let's see if there's anything of note on there. That's it. Uh, his draft picks, he's got one, two, three, four, five first-round draft picks.
0: Wow. Very nice. Very yeah, nice. that's
2: that's awesome. And then, um, okay, let's see. He also,
0: let's see. He
2: sent, where are you on here? I don't know. I don't know how this sleeper is doing these trades. I'm sorry. All right, so he's got this circled. So he received Mikkel Hardman and a 2021 third, and he gave up uh robinson from kansas city justin jackson um josh smith from the Jets, the wide receiver in a 2021 20, fifth that's pretty Ooh. good for me carmen in a third, third trash yeah and then uh in this yeah. other one he gave up james connor and he got kj hamler antonio gandy golden in a 2021 20, second so not bad. not bad um he's got a decent roster here i'm curious to see what his
3: yeah, he his roster when you was naming them off in the beginning, it was actually pretty good. Uh it seemed like he needs more depth on his bench, but some running like back rival, help. So, yeah, yeah. But other than that, he's 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 pretty solid with starters. Yeah,
0: yeah, what stood out to me there, a couple of names stood out to me. Um tons of youth, obviously, which you like to see on a productive struggle team. OBJ stood out like a sore thumb. Um mm-hmm. he's you would move him? I would move him for sure. Okay. Um, absolutely. And then Josh Gordon. Those are absolutely 100% the type of players you should be picking up on a productive struggle team. I mean, we've we've seen it just uh, just today with Antonio Brown, right? right. If, if Antonio Brown got dropped in your league, you picked him up two or three or six months ago, today's your day. Now you sell him for a second-round pick. And and you move on with your productive struggle. Um, Josh Gordon, I believe, is going to be eligible um, in a few weeks as well. So same same situation. Can he drop Darius? Guys, yes.
2: Yeah. I don't. I don't see it. I think him coming back and playing again is. It feels unlikely.
0: Yeah, I mean, it 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 always comes down to how many uh, roster spots you have. So. Um, I mean, in, in my kitchen sink leagues, which are, um, contract leagues, we've got 30 man active spots, uh, plus 10 taxi, uh, 10, 10 spots on the taxi squad. He's been dropped in, in most of those leagues. Okay. Uh, there, there's five of those. And, um, even, even with basically 40 roster spots, he's, he's been dropped. So, yeah, you know, he, uh, Guys like uh, guys like Gordon and Brown get second chances for a reason. Uh, Kareem Hunt got a second chance for for better or worse. Guys has not proven on the field that a team is going to give him a second chance. He just hasn't been good enough to to basically outweigh what he's done off the field.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, hey, Mitch has a good question here. What kind of value does Nick Foles have in a Superflex Dynasty League? If you're buying or selling, I'm selling Nick Foles. If I have him, um, I don't know what you could get for him, but I don't want him on my roster second. long-term
0: a second. I, I think, right. Yeah. That's, I think that's probably best case. I would no definitely take a second no for one's
1: him. Giving up a first for Nick Foles and usually oh. give up a first for Nick Foles. If you need a quarterback, I wouldn't mind giving up a second. If you think that you need a quarterback and you're contending you with everything, but a second quarterback for some reason, then it's worth a second to just have a second quarterback. But, uh, yeah, it's not someone I necessarily want to have on my team.
3: Yeah, Nate, it's like us when our dynasty on our team, we had to pick up Nick Foles because all the other quarterbacks went to booty, but we got lucky because he went. To, he was a free agent. Well, hey, he's
2: starting now, so you're good. Um, right. so this next one is from Ross at R Spino. I don't know what app this is on, but I've never seen anything like this before. Um, I'm going to tell you right away: you need a quarterback upgrade. Um, he has Dwayne Haskins and Daniel Jones. We could agree with that. His only other quarterback on the roster is Jalen Hurts. Um, Austin Eckler, Royce Freeman, Justice Hill, Travis Homer, Jonathan Taylor, need a running back upgrade, DJ Chark, Nikhil Harry, Andy Isabella, Colin Johnson, Terry McLaurin, Jacoby Myers, Riley Ridley, Steven Sims, Juju Smith-Schuster, Harrison Bryant, who wheels up on Harrison Bryant this week, right? Yeah, you're a fan. Jack Doyle, Irv Smith Jr., uh, Mike Badgley, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense stop with the team defenses and dynasty people um, and kickers yes, we, we get rid of I actually don't mind the kickers as much. I did a league once with punters was actually kind of fun um, cool. Paris Campbell, Isaiah Coulter, Jalen Rager and Cortland Sutton um, so yeah um, quarterback
1: so Jalen Rager and Cortland Sutton on your IR.
3: Yeah the end sounded good the beginning sound like dookie <laughs> yeah, I mean,
2: when you got Colin Johnson that you might be starting. Yeah. Although I, I did like him doing our film study. Oh. But um, what do you think, Ryan? I, I mean, quarterbacks stood out to me big time. Although at the beginning of the
0: year, it didn't look like it was going to be that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Again, if, if that's a, a super flex league. Not you know, we're in trouble here. Um I, I do like the I like the wide receiver depth. Uh, of course Juju is disappointed. Rager and Sutton have been out. Feels like every mm-hmm. one of these teams uh, we've looked at tonight have had Irv Smith, which I, I think that's a good thing. Uh finally mm-hmm. starting to
2: Actually you're right. Uh just about <laughs> every team has had either Irv Smith or Mitchell Trubisky on it somewhere.
0: Yeah. Or you kill Harry. yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously invested an early pick in, uh, in JT and I still think, I still think that'll pay off. Um, I mean, but with Rager and, and Sutton and Eckler, it, he's just been hit hard. And then Jones and Juju have, have struggled. I mean, both of those guys, if we're talking super flex, both of those guys were basically third round picks in startups mm-hmm. this year and, and they've given us almost nothing.
2: Sorry, Um, just responding to someone for that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this team, like Ryan said, I like the wide receiver depth a lot. Um, There's some good names there and some really good names for next year, you know, once Cortland Sutton's back and Rager at the end of the year, Um, like you said, quarterback. I mean, I think this one's pretty straightforward.
3: Yeah, speaking uh, of Rager, he got his uh, cast off today. Mm. Might be back after the. Dallas game after the Dallas game. I think after the Dallas, yeah, after the Dallas game, I think they played the Giants. And then I they thought they had by. their bye week.
2: Is it? The, I thought it was bye week then Giants. You could be right. Yeah, I don't remember. I think it
3: was. I think it's Cowboys Giants and then bye. So we might get we might get him back earlier than expected. Two bye we'll weeks come back to almost like three whack three, whacks, three weeks. Um, weeks, but he should be looking good.
2: All right. So this this next one is from Jay, and he's at my team pay paul we are i'm sorry here's my roster for the productive struggle show currently zero and six i feel your pain i do mm-hmm. the 2021 second is a conditional pick it could become a first if drew lock starts eight games this year the pick is shaping up to be a good one as the owner is also zero and six love the show oh, thank nice. you and we love that you are listening and hopefully watching as well um so here we go wolf andy Dalton, boston scott J.D. McKissick, Tyler Boyd, although I do love some Tyler Boyd, uh, Mm -hmm. Travis Fulgham, Hall of Fame, Terry McLaurin, uh, the tight end from the Chargers, Darnell Parham?
0: Donald, yeah, Donald. Donald, Okay, there's a D
2: in there, we're good He is in his starting lineup, yes. Uh, But I didn't get to the IR yet, so there could be reasons behind that. Michael Gallup. Tyler Lockett uh, Damian Harris in his super flex spot feel your pain there my man I had to start Gus Edwards in a super flex spot a couple weeks ago his bench Dwayne Haskins Tevin Coleman uh, let's see this is Duke Johnson and by the way sleeper you need to put if it's DJ Johnson please put a J so we can tell um, because I traded for Duke Johnson last year thinking it was David Johnson Um <laughs> Tyler Irvin from Green Bay and then let's see Sony Michelle Royce Freeman Alexander Madison like him Justice Hill J.J. Taylor D.D. Westbrook J.J. Ortega Whiteside Trash um, <laughs> Preston Williams and we also have uh, Jay Guyton again Dallas Goddard his IR, only one IR spot. This is a pretty deep league here. Only one IR spot. You might want to talk to your commissioner about that, um, expanding that a little bit, especially with COVID going on. Got Cortland Sutton, Taxi, Tua, Jordan Love, uh, Gabriel Davis, who I like a lot, and that's all it shows. And then one, two first rounds, one, a second, bunch of thirds, and a fourth. So. Um, this looks like a productive struggle roster to me, if I've ever seen one. Especially when you're trotting Andy Dalton out there on a weekly basis.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. It sounds like he's going to have at least one early first next year, maybe, uh, maybe a couple. And you, know, you got you've got to use those picks on quarterbacks for sure. Uh, but he also, I, I think, Alexander Madison might be the the best running back. So again, that's that's ugly right now, but that's, that's the way to do productive struggle. Wait until you're ready to compete and then target those running backs. So, uh, am I'm, I'm on board with this, with this team. It's going to be, we're, we're more than a year away, but, uh, he got, he's got some pieces.
2: So one thing I'd like to point out, and this is something that I tell people he has way too many Patriots running backs. He just got all of them. He's got Damian <laughs> Harris. He's got Sony Michelle. Um, he has JJ Taylor. All you not need the, is Rex Burkhead.
3: Really, uh, that's that's actually sean's team you know it
2: might be he he did a burner twitter um <laughs> <laughs> it is 12 team super flex ppr um when you have a team like the patriots or the seattle seahawks back in the day and you cannot pick who is going to be consistent on weekend and week out basis what i always recommend is don't look elsewhere um but yeah i would probably try to move sony too i don't know what's gonna happen with sony do. michelle so um we just got like a couple more here but let's get um let's do one more question for you before we get back into this. What are some potential trade targets? If you're doing a productive struggle, who are you going after? I'm going to say one guy, huge Joshua Kelly fan. Cause he's playing right now. He has not looked that great, but I still think he could be something in the future. But what about yourself, friend?
0: Well, again, you want, you want ascending assets. So you're targeting really anyone that you feel is undervalued that you think, uh, that you think could gain value in the coming year and the coming couple of years. Uh, so I, th- I think it's, it's in my contract. I have to talk about him on every podcast. Juju, right? You've got it. Juju is the number one, uh, t- trade target right now for a productive struggle team. His, his value has dropped a ton, uh, deservedly. So honestly, but he, he's still young, looks like maybe going to be with a new team next year. He is, uh, he's a top target. Uh, in trades. Chris Godwin is another one. Uh, of course he's been in and out of the lineup a little bit. His value has dropped as well. Uh, going to be probably quite a bit more expensive than, uh, than Smith Schuster, but he's another player I would target. And then you can just look at the rookie class, uh, any, any of those rookies that, uh, that are off to slow starts. Um, Jalen Rager would be certainly one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, T T Higgins. Yeah. Denzel Mams. Absolutely. T T Higgins is, I would not say is off to a slow start, but I do think he's kind of gotten lost in the hype of, uh, of CD lamb and and Justin Jefferson. So uh, I think he's almost undervalued because of that, or or maybe because of just the bingo situation in general, he's another player I would be uh, targeting before it's too late, but yeah, just, I mean, look at, go back to April or may, look at your rookie draft. Any first or second rounder that 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 has under underperformed, been hurt, whatever the situation is, try to buy them for a round cheaper than what they went for at that point. P.
2: Ryan. Uh could,
0: yeah. Could fourth he, rounder. <laughs> are you
2: are you a Pirine fan?
0: No, not really.
2: How dare <laughs> you?
1: Ne- <laughs> never Jets. <laughs> well that's not uh, a bad m- mantra.
2: <laughs> Nate and I were fans of his before he got drafted by the jets. Right. So, you know, we're, we're holding out hope that gaze gets the boot.
0: Somehow he still hasn't. I don't know.
2: Well, yeah. um, well I mean, the, the, the good thing about
0: P Ryan. Oh, sorry, man. Um, the good thing about P Ryan is first of all, he's still cheap. Second of all, it almost certainly will survive this regime. You know, there's going to be a new, uh, new coaching staff next year. Uh, no reason to get rid of rid of a guy like P Ryan. I don't think he's going to be the starter next year, but hopefully, I mean, surely, this is maybe maybe assuming too much with Adam Gaze, but surely this guy gets his chance later this year. Um, and, and they they finally give uh, give Frank Gore a rest. So uh yeah. yeah, sure, absolutely take a chance on him now. I mean, in, in shallow leagues, he's probably still on the waiver wire.
2: Yeah. Uh, not if you're in a league with me, because I guarantee I drafted <laughs> him. <laughs> Justin wants to know, temperature check on Andy Isabella, Quintez Cephas, Darnell Mooney, and Gabriel Davis.
3: i like all of them.
2: Yeah, I'm not a big Isabella fan, but I am a fan of Quintez, Darnell, and Gabriel Davis. Gabriel Davis at one point had almost a 100% catch rate as well. Um, and John Brown is out again this week, so Gabriel Davis could be a very good start for you this week. Yeah. Um, what do you guys yeah think about these guys
1: i still am not convinced on andy isabella i'm not sure if i ever will be um he just seems like a very boom bust downfield threat um he can have a great fantasy week on two targets and he can also just put up goose eggs for four weeks straight um if i have him i'm selling high uh he had a great game against the cowboys so um right i believe so everybody Yeah. Who has I uh, still like Cephas. He's been quiet. He actually got dropped in a dynasty league that I'm in, and I tried to pick him up, but Phil Pennington, who's a friend of the show, got him over me. Um, Darnold Mooney. We love that guy. We know it. Chev loves that guy. He's like the yeah. number two wide receiver right now over Anthony Miller. It's balling um, out. And we talked about Gabe Davis. I mean, with John Brown out, it's a great opportunity.
2: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Any thoughts on this, guys? that
1: I mean, he hit
3: it all on the head there. <clears throat> Andy Isabella, he you gotta pretty much wait until he gets a uh one of those boom games, like he was saying, because he gets a lot of deep targets. I think he got missed twice last week on uh overthrows. So if he gets one of those, you can probably just sell him for something, especially if you're trying to rebuild. Um, we always talk about Cephas with his contract. With the wide receiver contrast on Detroit, Marvin Jones is not coming back because he's old as hell now. He's not not playing well at all. He's really all not right. playing well. Yeah, so Steve is most likely to be the number two next year. Um, Mooney, <laughs> he was another person that was getting overthrown. Wide the hell open, great route runner. So I love him, and I'll be talking about Gabriel Davis later.
0: Okay, great. Brian, anything to add to those guys? Yeah, Davis is probably my favorite of that group, but um I think they're all worth taking a shot on. Uh, Isabella, I mean, you just w- when he's been given targets, um he he's performed. So, I don't know. It, it kind of hurts to see them keep rolling fits out there. Uh, we we might have to wait another year or or the rest of this year for Isabella, but uh all those guys are are cheap enough to take a chance on, so sure.
2: Yeah. And uh, we're all fans of Quintes here, especially. Um, love that guy. He's a great blocker, too, which, you know, <laughs> fantastic. So, Get you in the field. Yeah. Um, Ryan, do you have time for just like maybe one or two more? I don't want to keep you all night. I yeah. Know yeah. Family, let's let's so. go. All right. So, um, this is from, let's see, Jared Brewington. And he has at OMG underscore, it's underscore J Brew. I like that name. That's pretty cool. Um, Okay, and he said, would love an opinion on this squad. I'm in my second year of Dynasty, first year for this league. Went very young and feel like I could actually be a piece or two from contending. Just would love an opinion on how I should attack it. I also have two 2021 firsts. Appreciate the insight and looking forward to the pod. And We are looking forward to it as well, and we are happy to give you our insight. So um, starting off, and it looks like everybody was sending me their rosters during the game last night. We have Carson Wentz and Boston Scott. Philip Lindsay, Calvin Ridley, Michael Gallup. And now you scroll down here and we have Logan Thomas, Darius Slayton, Christian Kirk and Rodrigo Blankenship, Kirk okay. cousins, Mitchell Trubisky, which by the way, cousins and Trubisky hits way too close to home for me <laughs> in a lot of leagues. I'm in this year. Cause I had those two stacked everywhere. And I'm like, I'm good. I'm not good. Um, <laughs> Wayne Gallman. Uh, we got Jonathan Taylor, Mark Ingram, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, C.D. Lamb, Jonu Smith, Irv Smith, Dan Bailey. Um, also, don't don't roster two kickers. Stream them, man. And then on IR is Marlon Mack and Blake Jarwin on his taxi squad. He has Jake Eason, uh, Brian Edwards, Anthony McFarland. And that's it. I mean, honestly, I think you can move some of these lesser guys and bring Brian Edwards up. Off your taxi squad, um, but thoughts on this roster, Ryan? We're going to start with you.
0: Well, he's got the he's got the Irv, uh, Trubisky stack, so that's a, that's a good start. That's that's how we're doing things tonight. It's uh, common. Yeah, I mean, stacked, stacked at wide receiver. I I like Ridley, Slayton, uh, Lamb, and Judy. Obviously, I uh, both the the Smith tight ends, Irv and John, is is a great duo uh, for sir. the long term. I think. And again, kind of like the team we talked about earlier, uh, not much at running back. JT and, and a couple of veterans, so could be a, a slow year. But uh, I think you're, I think you're a year away. You're, you're maybe one, maybe really just one running back away. Uh, whether you trade for that now or you, um, you just get that in the draft and, and be ready next year.
2: I will say this, um, though. Last night, the Carson Wentz, Boston Scott stack certainly worked out for you yeah. and i'm assuming probably picked up boston scott off waivers so mm-hmm.
0: um, well and that's that's yeah. the other another key piece of productive struggle is uh, roster those backup running backs because yeah. if you're focusing on wide receiver early in the draft and you're not drafting running back until seven eight nine seventh eighth ninth tenth round boston scott and and guys like that is who you're going to end up with. Um, You know, Tony Pollard and Alexander Madison. And When the injury does hit, you can either put them in your lineup and compete or you can, you can trade them. Yeah. I mean, I got, I got multiple offers for Gio Bernard today in leagues. Uh, So he's suddenly, suddenly the hot asset just because he was a, he was a backup running back that I grabbed, um, you know, later in the draft. Did you move him at all? anywhere no no i didn't it wasn't it wasn't a great offer or they weren't great offers so i'll I'll hold on for now
2: yeah i mean hey look he's gonna start this week so and depending on what your lineups look like i mean he could be a a guy that you plug in or like i always say can't be used against you if he's on your bench um so let's do one more here and this is from mitchell smith and it's at mitchell five smith um He's telling me that IR is crazy long because we added spots for COVID. Usually only one IR. Scroll past IR to see my four taxi players. Thanks. Okay. So he actually just included me a link here, which is nice because I don't have to go to different pictures. So everybody else do it like Mitchell does it from now on. However, he did this. Um, Deshaun Watson, Mike Davis, Antonio Gibson, Porkman, okay. Tyler Lockett, Tyler Boyd, TJ Hawkinson, Joshua Kelly, Zane Gonzalez, another team defense, and the Giants' defense on top of it. Um, oh. Jameis Winston, Le'Veon Bell, Philip Lindsay, Jamichael Hasty, Brandon Cooks, Corey Davis, Juju Smith-Schuster. We're seeing a lot of Juju on these productive struggle teams too. Um, <laughs> Mike Williams, Marquise Brown, Jalen Rager, Hunter Henry, IR, Cortland Sutton, and then wow, that is a very expansive IR. Then his taxi squad, Drew Locke, Michael Pittman, Quintes Cephas, and Eno Benjamin. I love your taxi squad. I'm just gonna throw that out there right now. Um big Drew Locke fan, huge Pittman fan, and Quintes obviously uh-huh. uh, we're fans of here. So um
1: he's got some good wide receivers on the bench. He
2: That's really does. Good. And I mean he's but then again, in all fairness, he's starting Tyler Lockett and Tyler Boyd as well. um i mean but he could probably take joshua kelly out of his flex spot and put a guy like um like cory davison mike williams when Jalen rager comes back why why is Jalen rager not on your ir by the way just out of curiosity it also doesn't show an injury designation but um you know it's stuff like this we also made acceptances for if a guy was listed as out you could put him on your ir just Mm -hmm. to kind of free up space and let people um do that so uh, ryan your thoughts
0: uh, another similar roster with the the heavy wh- heavy group of wide receivers that we love to see, um, especially young guys Rager uh, and and Hollywood Brown off to a, a little bit of a slow start. Still some some hope for him. Jameis Winston is another player we've had rostered on a few of these super flex teams, which I like to see that as well. Have to think he's going to uh, follow that that Teddy path. Uh, to be a starter after the, after being a, I guess, high upside backup, you could say uh, specifically with the saints and in both cases. So I like, I like uh, adding Winston to super flex Mm -hmm. rosters. He's, he might be two running backs away. So, but he's got the trade He's got the, uh, the depth to make trades now. Uh, So this is one of those, he doesn't have to wait if he's uh, middle of the pack or, or, you know, fourth or fifth overall in the league, go get a running back and, and make a, take your shot now.
2: Yeah. I like it. Um, Ryan, I don't know how much time you have. I have two more teams on here. Um, I would love to get everyone on the show and not leave anyone out. If I could, if you have just a few minutes yet, was that cool? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, great. And then we just, uh, going to do a greasy take of the week for us and then we're going to be good. So let's accept. And this is from Mark at Lord Stugatz. Um, Would love for you guys to take a look at this roster and let me know how you'd proceed. The league is moving to Superflex next year. So, um, Ryan, that might be something you want to touch on, how you transition from a one quarterback to Superflex. I thought I had my wide receiver core of the future set in Juju and DJ Moore and would just have to solve my running back situation. Not too sure now. Um, The first thing I see is it's an ESPN league, um, so that should – stop for dynasty i or i've heard is not good for dynasty i could be wrong um but i don't know um just go to sleeper man it's free we got uh, carson wentz deandre swift philip Lindsay, juju smith schuster dj moore Corey davis Jonu smith greg ward uh, and then he's got some idp guys in here he's got devin white yannick something or other pork man i'm not going to try that um <laughs> then his bench is stafford Michael Hardman, Curtis Samuel, Jared Goff, AJ Green, Jonathan Taylor, Brian Edwards, Van Jefferson for his Van Jefferson sighting of the night, Tua, Tim Patrick, Noah Fant, and this is the last one here. Uh, where are we at? Darnell Mooney, um, Justin Jackson, Justin Jefferson, James Washington, Irv Smith Jr., and Jalen Rager. Um, he was right about his wide receiver core being really good, and if you're Usually, from what I had heard, and this is what, what do you, what? Is it because my hand he's movement? Ready. No, gotta,
3: no, he's ready for Superflex already. Yo, mm-hmm. his Superflex is going to be awesome. It's
2: crazy. But don't they usually, and Ryan, Garrett told me this once, Garrett Price, uh, former co-host of the show. Mm-hmm. He said, um usually what they do when you go from one quarterback to Superflex is you can keep one quarterback. And you put the rest of the quarterbacks in a pool and you kind of do a dispersal. Um,
0: yeah, I've usually, I've, I've seen it handled a, a lot of ways. Uh, that's definitely one of them, uh, basically have, uh, people drop their, their excess quarterbacks, whether they keep one or two. Um, I know Matt Price, the co-host of mine on the DLF dynasty podcast was in this situation and came up with some elaborate, uh, formula for how it was going to work based on the, um, the the quality of the of the quarterback or the dynasty value of the quarterback I mean to me honestly I've never had a league where we transitioned from one quarterback to super flex I do have um, a series of leagues my, my hyperactive leagues that have been around for uh, about 15 years now they're they're one quarterback leagues and I really wish they weren't <laughs> but it, it to me it's it's just too messy to make to make the change so mm-hmm. it, it can be done. It's been done a lot of times for me personally. Like I said earlier, I'd almost just rather start a whole new league. Um, or if you're, if you're totally unhappy having that, uh, that one quarterback league, maybe that is a time where you just redraft the entire thing. But Mm -hmm. when you said that before you started naming the players, my suggestion was going to be find the guy in your league who, um, needs to win now and, and maybe doesn't care about super flex and uh, you know, buy, buy some quarterback depth, but he already has Wentz and Stafford and Goff and Tua he's, <laughs> he's ready to go. I, I would still start. do that. Like if you can get a fifth starter, sure, go for it. Yeah. Uh, but, but he doesn't have to um re- really, really a, a pretty strong team. That is uh, what, what he mentioned in, uh, in, kind of the intro there is the frustrating part because you get, I, I've been saying all night, wait until you're ready to compete before you focus on running back. And he thought he was ready to compete with Juju and DJ Moore. Um, So he, he drafts Swift, he drafts Taylor. And then, and then those two guys have let us down and, and let him down. So that's, yeah, that's super frustrating. Plus I think you said he had AJ green. So another wide receiver that's been disappointing for him. Jalen Rager got hurt. Um, it's just not, not gone his way at the wide receiver position. So that those things can happen. Um, and maybe, maybe I've made productive struggle sound easy and it's not, um, because first of all, you have to, um, commit to losing for a year and a lot of dynasty players just aren't going to do that, uh, or, or have no interest in doing that, which I can, I can respect for sure. Um but even when you think you have all the pieces, then we get bust years from from a player or a couple players and and it all goes wrong. Um
2: so the last one we have here is from Porkman's Arch Nemesis. This is from Beef Man. I'm not making <laughs> that up. That's <laughs> look, I am hold on. I don't know, you can't I'll you see can't it. see it, but I'm gonna I'll screenshot oh, it to you then
3: who is beef man
2: i don't know but it's at beef man and then a bunch of numbers so he's <laughs> got to take the numbers off um but, <laughs> Pork man, this is your nemesis here 12 teams yeah. Superflex, tight end premium our first tight end um premium one of the night and uh justin i'm gonna oh. get to your comment in a minute but linda just wants to say i didn't commit to losing losing committed to me <laughs> well Linda, you're better than that um so he is currently two and four, and uh, he is the lowest points four in the league. Again, beef man, I, I feel your pain. Beef man rolls off the tongue really good. It's a little easier to say than pork man, if I may Ooh, say. Beef man, mm, do you do wow. any podcasting? Um, oh, <laughs> man. I just, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, all right, so he has Cam Newton, Joe Burra, and Tua Tagovaiola. I'm already right. liking your quarterbacks right here. Saquon Barkley, J.K. Dobbins, Cam Akers. Mm. Antonio Gibson, Frank Gore, Boston Scott, Jeremy McNichols, Jamichael Hasty. These people must be listening to Dynasty because There's a lot of Jamichael Hasty out there.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, DK Metcalf, Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel, LaViska Chenault, Jalen Rager, Andy Isabella, Tyler Johnson, Isaiah Ford, Randall Cobb, Mike Gasecki, Chris Herndon, Trey Burton. David Njoku, Dawson Knox, Jay Sternberger. Then he has 2.21 first, 2.22 seconds, and then 2.22 first and a 22 second. Um, my observation from looking at this team out at the gates, if it's tight end premium, I would look at a tight end upgrade somewhere um, just because Dawson Knox has been hurt. Sternberger is killing me this year. Uh, Trey Wait, Burton. I tell you. Yeah, well, <laughs> I hey, I took my shot. I believed in my guy. He's just not believing in me. I'm having the same thing. I'm same problem. Best trade yeah. ever made to Mike. <laughs> okay, moving on. Ryan, what do you think of this team?
0: Uh, I like this one. Uh, I'm kind of surprised he's the the lowest um, scoring team. I mean, obviously the Barkley right. injury is another killer. Um, Cam was out for a little bit.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's true. So he that's he true. did
0: only have Joe Burrow for maybe a week
2: or two, and Tua is just getting his first start after the bye. So, and you know what? Cam was out more. when the, the Bengals played the Ravens, right? Um, so, yeah, I think that's s- right. So Joe Burrow didn't really do you any justice that week for sure. Mm. But uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> I, I cut you off. Go ahead, Ryan.
0: No, I'm I'm just thinking if you've got a super flex team and you've got Burrow Tua. Um, Barkley and DK. That's a pretty strong start. Uh, plus J.K. Dobbins, Cam Akers, Cooper Cup and Rager. I love this team. I'd probably try to try to move Cam. You're not competing this year anyway. See if you can get some nice value for Cam in that super flex format. Uh, another quarter, a, a lesser quarterback and a pick or, or some wide receiver depth. Other than that, I, I like that team quite a bit for long for the long term. Yep. Yeah,
1: good looking team.
2: Another like mm-hmm. like Ryan said, quarterback depth, and like I said, um, you have you have guys like I see where you're believing in Herndon and Sternberger. They haven't shaped out yet. Dawson Knox has been hurt most of the year, which is killing me because I'm a big Dawson Knox fan. And Trey Burton, we don't talk about Trey Burton in this house anymore. <laughs> oh, oh, so.
3: wow. He he's yeah. he was good, right, last week. Just throwing that
2: out what? there, Mike. Was he? I actually, I don't know. Was he?
3: Oh yeah, got yeah, touchdowns. Oh, yeah. That was a week. That was a week early. That was a week early. So
2: Beefman, thank you for checking in, um, and I'm really excited about this um, rivalry you're going to have with Porkman because I said so. Yeah. Last question of the <laughs> night, <laughs> Ryan, for you: Would you move Amari Cooper for a couple of young guys like Michael Pittman and Quintez Cephas or not enough for Cooper? Seems a little
0: light. Yep. Yep. Not enough. Not enough at all. Um, I've been surprised with Cooper's value this year because it has been trending down. I do, um, for, the, uh, for the Locked On Dynasty podcast, I do a weekly dynasty value study. Actually, I do two of them. It involves uh, some Twitter polls, basically placing one player against a group of other players from his position. We've done, of course, several wide receivers. So Amari Cooper has been involved in a lot of those. And, and he's lost every single one of them. I think Um, Hmm. I I don't get it. He's, I feel like he's playing the best ball of his career. Um, And of course, a lot of that was obviously with, with Dak Prescott when he was healthy. So uh, we'll see how the rest of the the season goes, but uh, Cooper's value has been trending down and I, I don't really understand why. So uh, I like Pittman. Um, If Pittman is the secondary piece in this type of deal, I I would consider it, but here he's basically the the main piece and and that's not good enough.
2: Yeah, you'd have to definitely probably throw another pick or a pick in there of some value. Um, All right, one more here because, Frank, you've been patient. Do you consider trading a top asset for multiple lower-ranked players while contending? Example, Juju, Kenny, Galladay, Michael Thomas, and Chubb. Um, I mean, I guess it depends on team need. Yeah, if you need to fill multiples, and we talked about this earlier, um, Ryan, you'd said the one team you would move Zeke, you know, and try to fill out a bunch of different positions. So, yeah,
0: yeah, and and it goes back to to really the first conversation that we had uh, on the show, uh, assessing your own team and and assessing the league as a whole. So if you can move, I mean, of, of the guys he's mentioning there, Michael Thomas uh is a player i'm concerned about not only for this year with these these injuries and and this off field or maybe i shouldn't even say off field but this um this incident with with a teammate <laughs> it's it's i don't know it's just starting to feel a little a little bit like the antonio brown thing like things yeah. just keep happening with with this guy and and just like ab it came out of nowhere right like brown was uh all we knew was that he was a superstar on the field. We never heard anything about off field issues. And then a a year ago, it just starts popping up with one thing after another. And it, 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 in some ways it was, it was very surprising, especially to, um, you know, outsiders, I guess, maybe people in Pittsburgh kind of saw it coming. I, I hope this is not the same situation, but now a couple different little injuries, this, Th- this fight with a teammate and um, some, some kind of weird Twitter comments. I, I would not be afraid to move Michael Thomas right now.
2: Yeah. And if you call him slant boy on Instagram, he will block you. <laughs> you could ask my friend Cody. Um, so as, that was, that's the highlight of my year so far. Frank also saying uh, Ryan and Matt do a great job on lockdown. So I appreciate that. Uh, Frank's a fan of you, Frank. We're a fan of you as well. You're awesome. Always in here supporting us. Um, so got all those teams looked at uh lots of irv smith talk tonight i said his name a lot oh. more than we have in quite some time <laughs> same with mitchell trubisky we haven't talked about him in a little bit but um all right so porkman your greasy take of last week was travis Fulgham will continue to shine and be a wide receiver one this week against um well i had baltimore oh yeah that was previous week i'm sorry baltimore, baltimore. yeah sorry so, uh, six for 75 and a touchdown. I don't know if that put him in wide receiver one category. I didn't have a chance to look. Probably not I wide choice,
3: But, I mean, probably not. But he still, surprisingly, he still had a good game. I believe that touchdown was on Peters, but Peters looked like he was checked out by that time anyway. But, hey, yeah. a garbage touchdown is a garbage touchdown. I'll take it.
2: It doesn't matter if it's garbage time or not, as long as you get the points on your fantasy team. That's all I care about. Exactly. But um Why don't you give us your greasy take for this week? I'm looking at it right here, and I'm loving it.
3: Yeah, uh, Gabriel Davis for me, uh, I believe he's going to be like a high-end wide receiver too this week. No John Brown, and they are playing the wonderful New York Jets. Uh, Josh Allen should eat, so I love myself some Gabriel Davis this week for sure. Maybe two touchdowns.
2: Ooh, um. All right. So, are we are we putting take,
1: greasy take for uh last week? Travis Fulgham finished as wide receiver nine. Perfect. Look at that. You are. I'll talk about Porkman. Your takes this year
2: have been the only one was the Trey Burton one, but you were just a week early on that one. I think is I was, all. I mean, I
3: was the week early on Trey Burton, and, and Nick Mullins should have got it, but that's when Jordan Reed started to roll his ankle. So, uh yeah. <laughs> that sucks. Because yeah. he would have had extra touchdown, would have put him in the in the top 12.
2: Oh, one more thing. We need a bet for this week.
1: Oh, yeah, mate. Oh, yeah. So uh <laughs> I was looking at that earlier, and we got the Seahawks and the Cardinals. It could be a really exciting game, and I was looking at none other than Freddie Swain. Um, who <laughs> Freddie Swain. Out of, I believe, University of Florida. Um, they had yeah. a lot of talent and their wide receivers. You know, had like three or four guys go to the NFL. So let's see. I picked him up in one of my leagues because there was one week against the Patriots week two. He had 8.85 in half PPR. Called a touchdown. You know? hey, he's a scrub, mm-hmm. but he's a productive scrub sometimes. So
2: Ryan, we always bet the scrubs.
1: I like it. I you know, like it. Um,
2: now, Tell me about Freddie Swain. Um, I should
1: probably know who he is, but I do not. Oh, well, he's twenty-two years old, six foot, and one hundred and ninety-nine pounds. <laughs> is um, he a
2: running back or wide
1: receiver? He's... <laughs> he's <a> receiver. <laughs> For what team? The Cardinals. The, the, he's Seahawks. the Seahawks. Seattle. Okay, man. Yeah, he is. Uh, he was on University of Florida, I do believe, with Van Jefferson and Jeff Thomas. Um, and the Michael Piron. Thomas was Miami, but yeah. So, Freddie Swain, he's playing. They don't have AB. They don't have Josh Gordon, so he's still the number four there behind David Moore. Um, But Mm -hmm. to play the Cardinals, Seahawks like to throw the ball. He has scored points in every single game so far, with his lowest being week three against Dallas with 2.05 and half PPR. So, we're going to do our bet in PPR, but this is the league I have him in. So, let's go with over, under, two and a half. Oh, come on. You (laughs) always make these so hard. Would you like to go first?
2: Oh, I never go first. That's right. You never go first. All right. Well, then, Porkman, you are the grease man. You go first. Mm, I'm
3: going to take the over.
2: Okay. So the over. Um, I'll take. I really wish I knew. I'm going to take the over as well.
1: All right. I'm going to take the over as well. Oh. <laughs>
2: all right. Perfect. So. Um,
3: ooh, Will's, Will's here.
2: That's great. Well, you're here. You're, finally. When My the show's on. Will
3: not.
1: As we're saying
2: goodbye. <laughs> yeah. We're about to say goodbye. So. Um, all right. So tune in next on Tuesday when we do our waiver wire show. And we will either drink or not. So. Um, but maybe we'll just make pork bands probably just going to do a shot anyway. Uh, (laughs) So, but, um, Hey Ryan, thank you again so much for coming on. Um, I've been wanting to talk to you for a long time. Um, I will say this, Ryan is one of the best follows on Twitter. He is a great guy. He takes time to talk to everybody. Um, I'm pretty sure, well, I'm sure there's some messages you don't answer. If someone's being a complete jerk. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I try to get to them all.
2: Yeah. So, um, I mean, Hey, I get some hate messages too, but I like them too. Cause they're entertaining <laughs> me and my boy Cody read them at work. So it's fine. I really don't care. It gives me something to do when I should be fixing people's cars. But, um, Ryan again, thank you, uh, from myself, uh, my amazing co co-host and all of our awesome listeners. Thank you again for coming on. But before we leave for the evening, tell everyone where we can find you on Twitter and, um, all your, what are the handles of all the podcasts you do? That might take a while for you to get through all
0: those. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, that's I'm not even sure I know those. I'll I'll just stick to my own. I'll, I'll probably get those wrong. Uh you can find me on Twitter at Ryan MC23 and and find my work at DLF and Roto World.
2: Okay, great. So again, follow Ryan, fantastic guy. Uh great follow, fantastic podcast host and co-host as well. Uh Porkman, where can we find you on Twitter? You find me at FF Porkman. All right. And if you ever get the chance to meet Pork Man in person, I can guarantee you he is as fantastic in person as he is on the podcast. And Nate, where can we find you on Twitter?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Nate NFL. And if you're trying to find me in real life, good luck.
2: Okay. Yeah, because he's <laughs> always moving around. But again, if you do find him in real life, another guy that's as fantastic in real life as he is on the podcast. And I promise you, you know his fantasy takes right. are not as generic right. as his name. What's up, Porkman?
3: no I'm saying he'll let you use this toilet he that he will if you if you really gotta go
2: um if you are so inclined you can follow me on twitter at the mbower 85 i would prefer you follow this show at dynasty rewind please make sure you subscribe rate review all that good stuff check out our youtube instagram we have a facebook page all you have to do is say hey i love dynasty rewind i want to be part of it um if you ordered a hoodie i'm sorry it took so long but ashley was really backed up and her suppliers she had to order them from a bunch of different places they're still back there from COVID. Tonight is October 23rd. I almost said June 2020. It's hitting me hard. They're going out tomorrow. They're shipping out. So um, hoodies going out tomorrow. If you want to see one, see what you can Hold on. it is as soft as our shirt. And yeah, look at that right there. Oh, it's glory. And let me tell you something. Um, these actually turned out better than the trial hoodie that she gave me too. the screen printing is fantastic. Check her out. Ashley at soul for screen printing, find her on Instagram. Um, guys, she is attractive. Do not be creepy, but until next time, everybody be kind, please rewind. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week, everybody.